What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. It's a dynamic duo pod today. Uh, let's get into what we've been playing for once in the past month. It's not a Hades update from <laughs> us today. Even though we could give you a Hades update, because I've still been playing a lot of Hades in the past. I've, uh, uh, I've taken a break from Hades, and I've been playing um, Ghost of Tsushima. Which understandable. Uh, let me let me let me tell you something. I I've not been more interested in Ghost of Tsushima than I am right now with the fact they added a bunch of free content and a raid, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. that you apparently yeah. have to have four people to play. Yeah, you um, it it, it the uh, the multiplayer is really really fun mm-hmm. and. Um, I've I've been going through waves and waves of survival. You need people to play that game. Like you need partners. Like there's no way you can do anything. Uh, but you don't. But the game is intuitive enough where you don't need to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to these people. They get on my nerves, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they. I haven't tried the the raid yet. I'm hoping that you can just kind of. I'm hoping that they're not going to destiny it where you have to like you know, be a fully formed party before you can go in the raid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just kind of want to go at it with, uh, with randos and, you know, see where it takes me, but it's really fun, man. Very cool. Really, really fun. So one thing you and I have in common, uh, is we personally undervalue our abilities and skills as, as video game men, uh, mm-hmm. despite the fact that we are probably better game players than we think we are. Uh, I get scared off of certain games just because I hear, oh, it's really hard. And I was like, oh, hard games aren't for me. So I, I tend not to play them. And I, and I avoided roguelikes for this reason for a very long time because I always thought, ah, they're not, they're, you know, they're crushingly difficult. And, you know, I, they, they have like a lot of the Dark Souls, you know, kind of thing to them. Um, and so I never played them. And then Hades opened, opened my world. Uh, uh, to roguelikes that aren't Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire is a completely different thing altogether. Uh, so now I'm, I'm checking out the roguelike back catalog, as it were, checking out some of the best roguelike games that I missed uh, that I've heard really good things about. So I've been playing both Risk of Rain 2 uh, and Dead Cells. Um, I'll start with Dead Cells because I've been playing Dead Cells the most between those two. Uh, I know Terrence has talked about it on the show before. Uh, really fun game. Uh, it is, I, I, I enjoy the gameplay in that game more than I do like a Castlevania, which is kind of the closest comparison that I can, that I can make for that. And it really, that Dead Cells really does kind of ease you along slowly because your progression is tied to finding different blueprints that unlock different weapons and, and skills and stuff like that, that you can use throughout the game. So they definitely, there, there's a premium placed on just getting good at playing the levels. And, and it's the one that I've seen that the, the, like the roguelike game that I've seen so far between it, Hades and risk of rain that really does, you do a little better every time and you do a little better every time. Like Hades, like I could usually get to either the end of a world or the close, you know, close to the end of a world on my first run. And then I would just get tripped up on the boss or I'd be just, you know, beat up from, having to get to, get to that point essentially. But in, in dead cells, it really is like you just make a little bit more progress 
uh, each and every time. I finally in this last play, this last run that I had, which I just mess uh, finished up like twenty minutes ago, finally beat the first boss. Uh, made my way through some of the second, the second areas as we go. Um, it's it's also a game that doesn't feel unfair at all, which a lot of games like that certainly can. Um, you definitely. When you die, it's earned, and and all the enemies have attack patterns that can be learned and 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 memorized and and played around with good play. Um, it's fun. I wasn't expecting uh, that game to be as fun as it has been so far. Um, the music could use a bit of an upgrade. That's probably the only thing so far that I'll say is a big downer. Is the music really sucks. It's just kind of like an ambient soundtrack in the game. <laughs> Instead of like it like like they could have like Konami soundtrack that game and it would have been amazing. Yeah. Like why didn't they just hire the dude that did the the soundtrack for Bloodstain yeah. to do a, a soundtrack for that game? Um they did release an 8-bit version of the soundtrack in the game that you can enable in the settings instead. I might try that and hopefully it'll it'll work a little better. Um but yeah, Dead Cells cool. I see the problem with Hades now is that Hades is I'm at the point with Hades that I actually have to have time to sit down and play it because every time I do a run in Hades, like it's at least half hour, 45 minutes. Cause I'm going to make it to the end. Like, like I, I can't tell you the last time that I didn't at least get two sticks before I died in Hades, right. if not to the final boss fight itself. And I'm on like a seven streak right now, as far as clearing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and showing no signs of stopping Micah, like, like, the, like the, 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 the pact of punishment is not, is not slowed me down at all so far in here. Um, but yeah, so but Dead Cells like uh, like since I'm not quite proficient yet, like a run in that could take anywhere from ten minutes to you know, this last one I did was twenty five. Uh, speaking of games that runtime is all over the place, uh, Risk Rain Two is definitely the more challenging of the two games uh, that I've played so far. So it Risk Rain sounds hard. It is hard. Um, Risk Rain Two is a third person shooter. And it is still a roguelike and there's some exploration elements and basically you get dumped onto these, into these biomes and you run around and enemies will start, you know, popping out of the ground or just appearing in thin air and attacking you and you got to shoot them. Um, the way that you differentiate in risk of rain is there's different classes of characters. I've only used the commando class so far, which is the initial one. Uh, there's 10 total. I haven't used the one that I just unlocked, uh, last time I played, but they all have different special abilities, um, and the the way they play is is pretty standard. You don't really change up how your abilities work in the game, or at least not not that I've discovered yet. What does change is the items that you get along the way. So there's different items, and really the items, what they do for you is they're a lot of passive um like passive boosts, basically like they'll give you upgrades to your attack speeds or enemies will drop healing orbs when you kill them, or you'll get a, a, a temporary shield every time you kill an enemy and getting those and, you know, getting a, a shitload of them is kind of the, the way to play that game. Um, the best run that I had in that game was, uh, I think I had like 15 or 20 items <laughs> that I had gotten. Uh, and they were all just a hodgepodge of various things. Like you're kind of really, like hackneying a build together as you play risk of rain. Uh, the game doesn't get super challenging because especially uh, each level has a uh, teleporter that you have to locate and activate and wait for to charge up. And then while you wait for that to charge up a boss spawns that you have to kill uh, and then a whole, also a shitload of enemies with the boss spawn as well. So it can become like a bullet hell game at times with how much like running and shooting and dodging and all sorts of stuff. But you really have to leverage your, uh, special abilities that you get uh, to your advantage. Uh, there's also some equipment upgrades you can get, but those are much fewer 
and further between. And then the other thing Risk Rain does that's really fun is when every run you start on, the way that it makes the game harder is not based on how far you progress, but how long it takes you to get there. Because in there's a timer in the corner and every difficulty, every run starts on easy difficulty. And as you play, that timer just increases and there's a bar that has like easy difficulty. And then once you hit like, I think it's six minutes, it switches to medium difficulty and that persists for a while. And so basically the longer you play, the harder the run gets into the, like the, the pentultimate or the ultimate difficulty, I should say, it just says, ha 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 continually like across <laughs> the entire screen. So it's, it's a weird juxtaposition because you want to get through stages as fast as possible. But if you get to the teleporter too quickly and spawn the boss but without leveling up and without finding some stuff, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. So that you're trying to balance between speed and efficiency in that game. It's still really fun. Um, I did stream it. So if you go to uh, twitch.tv slash dense pixels, Brad, uh, you can check out uh, what I played for the first time the other night and uh, watch me saying, holy shit, a lot of things were just flying at me from off screen. <laughs> I couldn't see. Good times, though. Like I said, I'm going to I'm going to stick with both for a while. Um, maybe longer than I thought, considering some of the news <laughs> yeah. that will uh, that we'll get later in the show. Uh, but two good picks, uh, I would definitely say. I think they're both like twenty five bucks. I bought Dead Cells on the Switch, and I bought uh, Risk of Rain on the PS4 because damn me, playing a third person shooter uh, yeah. on the Nintendo Switch. Get out of here! Get out of here! Terrible I idea. Had to buy, I had to buy these like Hori extensions for the for the Switch. <laughs> See, I I thought about getting those, but you lose functionality. Like it doesn't have rumble with that. Does no. it? No. Yeah. I didn't think so. Like that sucks. Yeah. I mean, it, they, they make the thing huge, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, they feel good, but they make the thing huge. And, um, you know, where am I going? <laughs> right. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. So I don't have anywhere to take my switch. I don't go to work, so I <laughs> I don't take my switch to work anymore because you know we we live in the end game. But uh, anyway, yeah. So there are a few games coming out this week. Uh, if you're looking for something new to play, uh, sneaking up on us the the long delayed uh, Watchdogs Legion comes I the PS4, my Xbox One, PC, on and I saw a Watch Dogs logo there, and I'm like, "What? I forgot that I pre-ordered this game. <laughs> it was so long ago." Here's the, here's the problem though. It missed the window for me because like I was ready for that game to come out in the spring, mm. but now that it's coming out now, like I don't know if I really want it because Valhalla comes out. You know, it's, it comes out in like two weeks, right? Like it's it's essentially <laughs> it's essentially a launch title for the next gen for the next yeah. gen consoles. Um, so am I going to just buy Watch Dogs to play for two weeks? That's not what I do. <laughs> so I'm I'm probably going to pass on it, or maybe maybe when it gets like cheap later, I'll I'll pick it up on a sale. I'll I'll let you know. I can pretty much tell you right now, you don't need to you don't need to play this right now, right? Especially with Valhalla coming out. Like, the only reason I haven't pre-ordered Valhalla is because it comes out the day that, uh, or the, you know, a couple of days after the other systems mm. come out. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that with, um, like, I wasn't playing planning on playing Assassin's Creed right away because Cyberpunk was coming out and then now not. <laughs> um, so, 
Now I'm going to pay full price for Assassin's Creed, which is not something that I was planning on doing originally. Yeah, originally. I, I, I didn't want to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not a huge, I'm not into uh, the this this time period. Right. But, um, it, you know, I, it's interesting. I just, it's not grabbing me like some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait till it, look, it's a Ubisoft game. It'll be $40 in a month. It'll be $20 in three months uh, on a sale. You're not lying. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. Uh, maybe I'll play it. Well, you're gonna need something to do. Because because yeah. because not because unfortunately, as many games are coming out, I don't think any of them are gonna be on your playlist except for maybe one. Um, not this one though. The Dark Pictures Anthology. Little Hope comes to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Pikmin Three Deluxe comes to the Switch. Uh, Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid Saga continues, comes to PS4 and Xbox One. That's probably not going to be a good game, guys, just FYI. I know I know, yeah. I know, all y'all are enjoying Cobra Kai out there on Netflix, but, you know. I can't imagine that this game is <laughs> is going to be worth a damn. No. But, uh, oh, okay. The only, the only um, one that I think you might check out that's getting a bit of buzz is uh, Ghost Runner, which comes to PS4. Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, it's a first-person like ninja platformer. I've seen uh, videos and a couple reviews on it. It looks very interesting, but it seems like if you want to be able to get the most out of that, mm-hmm. you probably need to be playing with a mouse and keyboard. Interesting. Um, just the way that the 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 fast pace that the game is. It, well, at least the videos that I've seen, mm-hmm. like it, 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 I don't know if a, a controller could handle it. It would be like trying to, it would be like trying to play like Quake or something like that mm-hmm. uh, on a with a controller. But uh, it looks, it actually looks pretty good. Um, I don't know, maybe. Uh, the Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel Four comes to the PlayStation Four. Uh, Auto Chess comes to PS Four. And then Who Wants to Be a Millionaire comes to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That was a very terrible Regis Philbin uh, impersonation. <laughs> RIP in peace, Regis. Uh, this Cobra Kai game looks like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume it's a fighting game of some kind. Yeah, it looks like it's um, it looks like the natural evolution of Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Um. Like it, it looks like it wants to be a. Uh, it, well, I guess it technically is a third person, like beat 'em up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like uh, Streets of Rage. But um, n- no, no, it, it, no, looks bad. Looks, looks terrible. Uh, much like that Cobra Kai show. Oh, uh, I haven't, I haven't watched the show. I haven't either. Like, I, I enjoy the Karate Kid, but I'm not like. Yeah, I yeah. don't give a f- I don't give a damn, dude. <laughs> like like I I will watch it when it's almost over and uh and then I'll ask people, "Hey, have you guys seen this show?" Cuz that's what I do with television. <laughs> uh go to youtube.com/densepixels. Uh like, share, subscribe, click the bell notification icon to be notified on all of our new videos while you're just Horn about on the internet, go to uh, uh, go to densepixels.com uh, slash premium. Yeah, we'll switch it up. 
Go to densepistols.com slash premium. $5 a month, $50 a year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances. Look, look. And I usually don't put the look right after airing of grievances, but I am keeping Jay on a schedule Mm -hmm. because we're so close to just being done that I want to get these done in a timely manner. Uh, There are... About three new episodes out already, um, and we're 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 moving, we're moving and we're grooving, and and we are going to get these things out. Uh, no time to bleed. Uh, our action movie podcast. Uh, we do those once a month ish. That'll cover me, right? The ish. <laughs> the men with the golden tongues. We do once a month. Yeah, say, speaking of things, we got to get it on our regular schedule. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Upstage conversations is once a month, and um, you get the full weekly episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Man, we're coming down to the why. It is. Um, I'm recording that as soon as I'm done this tonight. So. Yeah, I've I figured as much. So as, as you're as you're listening to this podcast, there may be a new episode of Look Forward also available. <laughs> Just saying. Finish listening and, to us first. And then listen. Yeah, to absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Finish listening to us. You you get your you get your you get, you get your appetizer and then you get your main course because I really like that show. I am bestowing it main course status, but only if you get the premium version of it. You can still listen to it, right? You can still go to look forward, or you could still listen to look forward, just like you could listen to the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions. We have a, a movie review for Borat, subsequent movie film. Uh, and, uh, and, and you can still get all of that stuff, but if you want to get everything, go to densepixels.com slash premium. Yeah. And uh, I will say, uh, we don't know what exactly yet, but we do know that next Tuesday night, uh, live election coverage from look forward with at least me and Jay and perhaps more. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we talked last week about, uh, representative, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez streaming on Twitch, playing Among Us, uh, setting up a brand new Twitch account to raise awareness for voting. Uh, Apparently it was a huge success because she had over uh, 435,000 people viewing uh, at her peak concurrent uh, uh, during that stream that she did for Among Us. Um, Pretty crazy and very encouraging, I got to say. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I watched some of the highlights, and um, everybody looked like they were having a good time. Um, but you know, she she made sure to get the message out there to go and vote. And um, you know, this is how you reach young people, man. I mean, I have to imagine that. Uh, I have to imagine that you know she's preaching to the choir a bit mm-hmm. for you know, but at the same time. Uh, the fact that she is doing this and it made news might reach people beyond that choir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is this is this is awesome. You know, this is what uh, this is what people who don't play video game who think video games are just like a dumb kids thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is what they don't see, and uh, they need to see stuff like this. So, well, like we said, you got you got to meet people where they are. And yeah. a lot of young folks, like, this is a great way to raise awareness for them and to encourage them to to get out to vote. Uh, her stream 
is now among the top five most viewed streams in Twitch history. Of course, the top spot uh, is still when Ninja played Fortnite uh, with Drake. Uh, That's still number one overall, uh, which hit 635,000 peak concurrence. But hey, not not bad for your first stream. Uh, If she keeps (laughs) it up, she'll make partner quick. So (laughs) there you go. Uh, Ubisoft has announced that uh, there's a new feature, new platform rolling out with their games called Ubisoft Connect. Uh, the big thing that th- it's going to basically be a network that's replacing uh, Ubisoft Club and Uplay. Uh, we all know Uplay, the most useless service that was ever devised that got you like in-game stuff, but you had to go through many hoops to get it. Hopefully Ubisoft Connect will be a little bit more streamlined. Uh, but the coolest feature is that because all of your saves will be backed up on Ubisoft Connect service, uh, all saves for Ubisoft games going forward are going to be cross-platform. So if you ever decide to switch platforms or you go back and forth um, between, like, your console and your PC, you can bring your save with you, uh, which I think is pretty dope. Um, not much else to say about it. It's a, it's a neat feature. Uh, they have a lot of games coming out this fall yeah, and they, does. they they feel like they're all coming out at the same time well they are i mean because like i said we we talked about watchdogs and assassin's creed uh the immortals phoenix rising game i think is supposed to come out december 9th um <laughs> yeah, which is getting weird, some man. which is getting some preview play uh, i bet you they, they have to be pissed off that fucking genshin impact has become the phenomenon that it has because they basically <laughs> are taking their market share of uh breath of the wild clone <laughs> and it's free to play yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. Um Yeah, they're they got like three games coming out within three weeks of each other. It's like a it's like a WWE pay-per-view schedule. <laughs> 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 it's just it's just big thing after big thing after big thing all within like all within like six weeks. So <laughs> it's uh it's it's odd. I was looking at this Immortals Phoenix Rising. I was like, ah, do I want this? Because I like Greek mythology, but I'm not like, uh, I I don't know. I, I got a funny, I got a funny thing about this. Like I said, I I'm, I have a feeling the game will probably be good, but do I need to play another fucking Zelda game right now? Or do I just wait for Zelda two to come out in three years? I don't know. Right. Like I didn't get into breath of the wild. Like I thought I would. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm getting over this type of action adventure game i i like to think not but you know who knows yeah uh speaking of ubisoft uh they swung and missed with the assassin's creed uh, movie that came out a few years ago uh but they're bringing it to netflix as a tv show uh basically there's a series that is a quote epic gender bending live action adaptation um, of Assassin's Creed that is coming to Netflix uh, sometime over the next couple of years. Of course, Netflix uh, has probably been servicing video game adaptations uh, better than most ever have because uh, you got Castlevania, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and I think I still need to watch the third season. I don't think I've sat down for that one yet. Uh, the Witcher, though not based on the video games, is you know kind of a video game franchise in some ways. Though they did base yeah, that off the that's books. where its popularity came from, the, right? The games, right? Like, unless you live in Poland, <laughs> uh, that's where the that's where the popularity kind of kind of hit. Micah, do you think a ten episode Netflix series is going to be more successful than the Assassin's Creed movie? Do you think it'll be better than the Assassin's Creed movie? 
Yes, to both of those. Uh, they at least have the. They at least have the. Look, in order to tell stories the way they need to be told right now, they need to be told in long form, uh, which is why we are in the golden age of television. Um, and and this whole like bingeable thing that we do mm-hmm. is is uh, helps this. This has this has a, a a good chance to be very successful. I mean, on the other hand, like like Netflix has no problem putting out garbage. Mm-hmm. But I think that I have high hopes for this. I hope that they treat this like an anthology. Uh, you know, the thing for me with Assassin's Creed, like it has an overarching story. Um, you know, about, uh, you know, people trying to find the, the apple of Eden and, you know, you find it, you get all these powers and shit like that, but they kind of, they kind of dropped some of that and they're kind of cherry picking the overarching story that they want, Mm -hmm. but it's Templars versus assassins. And this, if this is an anthology, you have the potential to, go to many different places within many different seasons, right? Like you spend one season, I don't know, in Babylon, and then you spend another season in the Renaissance, and then you spend another season. Like you can, and then you can do what they do with uh, the overarching stories in the game. Like, yeah, it's kind of there, but like, Nobody really cares. Mm-hmm. Like we're kind of we're kind of focused on on these stories. That this is a very good idea, and yeah. I I hope it is. I hope it's good. Well, now the problem the movie had is that you know what is it like seventy percent of the movie took place in current time and thirty yeah. percent was animus, and you have to reverse those ratios for a set screen. <laughs> right. Like it doesn't work <laughs> that way. But because in the movie they had to establish the universe and what that was and how the technology worked. Whereas with the Netflix show, that could just be the first episode. And then like the first episode ends with, you know, he gets in the animus and all of a sudden it's, he's in, you know, ancient Egypt or whatever you want to do. And then credits. And then you're, you're geared up and ready for, for the next episode. Um, either that, or you do a quantum leap style where every episode is a different time period that he just, (laughs) you just keep, keep bouncing back to. Yeah. Hopefully they don't, uh, Hopefully they don't use some of the uh, unflattering language like that one clip from uh, Quantum Leap. Yeah, uh, where he leaped into someone who. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't use that terminology anymore. Yeah, uh, for those of you under the age of twenty-five, Quantum Leap was a popular show in the early '90s on the USA Network, starring Scott Bakula as a person who <laughs> leapt into other people's consciousnesses and and during time travel and a journey to get and journey to find his way back home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, because Amir is a young guy, he's, you know, he's a mover and a shaker. Uh-huh. He is my barometer for what is young and hip. Mm-hmm. Do you think Amir knows what Quantum Leap is mm-hmm. or who Scott Bakula is? So, yeah, yes, the Quantum Leap, he's at least aware of it. No, he does not know the theme song. That's that's <laughs> the true barometer of whether or not uh, whether or not you are of a certain age. Uh, Scott Bakula, borderline. I'm trying to think of other things that Scott Bakula would be in that hip kids would have would have possibly seen him in. I think his IMDb is littered with like uh, TV credits now, so I don't know. I don't wasn't like he, like guest starring. He, 
wasn't he in like Star Trek or something like that? Oh, you know what? I think he was. I think he was, I but I don't know a, which. I don't know Star which uh, which spinoff he was in. Yeah, I think he was in a Star Trek. Um, so yeah, he might know who Scott Bakula is. Yes. Like I said, Scott Scott Bakula, one of the you know the Richard Dean Andersons, you know of of, of his particular TV generation. <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson was MacGyver before uh, you know back in the eighties. For again, you kids that are younger than thirty years old. <laughs> Like that brand is pronounced McGruber. Like, no, no, no. Uh, uh, which he was in a Scott Bakula was in a show called Men of a Certain Age. He was, and, and and I'm aware of that show, but again, it starred also Ray Romano and Andre Brower. So again, not not expecting a mirror to to necessarily be hip to to Scott Bakula based on based on that show alone. That's funny. Uh Fire Emblem. So, Micah, did you know the original Fire Emblem game came out in Japan in 1990? Wow. I had no clue about that. No, no. clue. Uh, it's never come out in the United States until now. <laughs> Coming this December. Uh, it's only listed for $5.99 in the Nintendo eShop. Comes out December 4th. However, it's only available until March 31st, 2021. <laughs> Yo, what is this? What, what is this? What are you doing? <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo apparently is like Disney vaulting all of their games now, essentially. That's like that's, that's how they release all their first party titles. Like it, but it's but it's digital, right? Like yes. it's not like, oh, we better hurry up and buy this physical copy. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it, it is a six dollar value will go up. It is a six dollar digital download, is what it is, is what it is. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Like <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Jesus, dude. So Yeah, yeah, they're they're very they're very odd. They're they're very they're very odd over there at Nintendo. Yeah. Like I guess they're just trying to gin up as much, you know, demand as they possibly can, but anyone that wants this game will buy it in the first week anyway. Right. I I just don't like ah, oh, I missed my chance to buy fire emblem and i'm never gonna get a chance to again <laughs> until like they need like like some they need a pay a quick payday unless they need some gas money over there at nintendo <laughs> <laughs> uh here's a here's a story that perhaps you micah can help shed some light on this for me because i'm confused as to what exactly is entailed in this so dave batista was a skin for you know, in in Gears Five multiplayer, it's a big deal when they announced that. So when Gears comes to Xbox Series X soon, uh, they're it's they're they're kind of trying to do like a big re-release. I guess this is what uh, this is what passes for a launch lineup for Microsoft's. They're releasing a game that came out a year ago. Um, it's coming with a refresh that now Dave Bautista is going to be recasting Marcus Phoenix in the game, both in visual appearance and voice acting. So here's my question is, is it literally just Dave Bautista doing the Marcus Phoenix role from start to finish? Like, did he re-record all of the dialogue for the game? I that is it. That is it. Right. Why, like, why, why are they making John DiMaggio a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> like he's a notable voice actor. He's a very noticeable voice actor. He's Bender. 
He's right. a bender from Futurama, guys. Um, you know, there was there was a back when uh, Batista was uh, like Deacon Batista, right? And he had and he had no facial hair except for the stuff right under his lip, mm-hmm. right? His soul patch. Uh, he kind of, sort of, he was a big dude. He kind of, sort of looked like Marcus Phoenix. And people were like, oh, man, if they ever do a Gears of War movie, you know who I would cast as Marcus Phoenix? Dave Batista. And um, ever since then, like, you know, people have always kind of, Gears fans have always kind of wanted to see Dave Batista mm-hmm. as, as a gear. And now they get it. It doesn't make any sense, right? Because like Marcus <laughs> Phoenix is a grizzled old man in Gears 5. Um, and Dave Batista is very much, you know, Dave Batista. I'd have to so, imagine that for fans of the series, that's going to be incredibly jarring to hear hear and see someone that looks <laughs> like Dave Batista just being Marcus Phoenix. But look, All this right. is my only uh, look. I don't have a problem with this. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, well, I ninety nine percent I'm cool with. There's one percent of me that's just like, yo, if you're gonna if you're gonna go in, go in all the way, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of this clip, they show uh, Gear Batista doing a power bomb, mm-hmm. but it's a power bomb, not a Batista bomb. Oh, just a regular power bomb? I think it's a regular power bomb. That's no good. I think it's a regular power bomb. I don't see him sit down in it, but it's moving kind of fast. If it's a regular power bomb. That's a no-go. If it's a Batista bomb, all right. It's like that kombucha lady. Regular power bomb? Mm. Batista bomb? Mm. <laughs> it's the little things we care about as wrestling fans. <laughs> uh, there's also additional story DLC coming in December for Gears 5 as well. So you have that to look forward to. Uh, Gears 5. Yeah. I, I, I know you enjoyed it. So. I mean, I'll, what else is there to play? Right. Uh, Facebook is getting in on the cloud Streaming service, kind of. If you go to the gaming tab on Facebook, you can now play uh, certain free-to-play cloud streaming games. But they're all, like, mobile games. Like, they mentioned WWE Supercard, uh, Mobile Legends Adventure, PGA Tour, Golf Shootout. Uh, so this this is, like, the the dipping, dipping the toe into the streaming waters. Uh, that Facebook is trying here, not not nearly to the level as any of as any of their contemporaries, uh, basically. So not a whole lot to say. I don't know that this really is going to be a big story for anyone that listens to this show that I'm aware of. But uh, but hey, you got some free to play games on your Facebook if you if you want to check that out. All right, Super Mario 3D All Stars is getting a camera patch, but not the one that they freaking need. Uh, instead of getting a patch for Mario 64 that you that lets you control the camera freely. Uh, with the right analog stick, as it'd be awesome if you were able to do. Uh, instead, they're getting the camera patch that will allow you to invert the camera controls uh, for Super Mar- for all three games. Who asked for this? <laughs> Apparently, you could invert the controls in Super Mario Sunshine, and people were miffed why you couldn't do it in the All Stars version. Oh, okay. Like. I mean- I, I think I think y'all are weird that use inverted it, controls and shooters anyway. This ain't even yeah, a shooter. Not, it's a fucking Mario game. Plane, right. <laughs> so Yeah, this is weird. This is weird to me, man. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't like they're, they're like left handed people. They're weird. 
they're, true. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they got the devil in them. A uh, couple delays to let you guys know about. Uh, Destruction All-Stars, originally a PlayStation 5 launch title, has been delayed to February, uh, but it's going to be a PlayStation Plus game when it does release. Uh, according to Sony, it's a multiplayer game that's at its best when you're playing with competing gamers online. Uh, they want as many people as possible to experience the mayhem. And what better way to do that than pr- provide the game for free to our PlayStation Plus members? Uh, this is a smart strategy for a game that probably wasn't going to sell incredibly well. Uh, it was probably going to be bolstered by the fact that it was one of the few launch games that were going to be available for the system. Uh, the fact that you're moving it out kind of diminishes that, so you might as well give it away for free. And who knows, the game might be good. Uh, you might have like a like a Rocket League style game on your hands here. Uh, Is this like a combination of like like Rocket League and like a hero shooter? Uh, I I would say like maybe throw a shade of Twisted Metal in there as well, without all the. Uh, Without all the uh, without all the cool shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but again, it'll be free. So you know, I'll check it out. Fucking yeah, a. whatever. It's free. Yeah, I don't like it. I'll just get rid of. It. And of course, the uh, the the gut punch that came out today: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven delayed into twenty seventy seven. No, just kidding. It's coming out in December. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's coming out December tenth. It feels like it's going to get delayed to twenty seventy seven with all these delays. <laughs> Um, the reason for the delay is because they were working on a day zero patch for the game that will not be ready in time for the game's original November 19th release. Uh, CD project let, uh, red attributes this to working on nine versions of the game simultaneously and making sure that the game will run smoothly on all of them. See, at this point, I just want them to wait for the next gen version to be available and then just release all of them at the same time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, but heard about this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am privileged enough to be able to have other stuff to play. Uh, if this was the one game that you were playing, uh, playing on buying, um, sorry, uh, about your luck, but, uh, you know, like I've, I've been looking at comments online of, uh, you know, responses to this. And some people are like, Hey, you know, take all the time you need. And some people are like, you know, just just release it, and then we'll play a broken game, and then release the patch. Like, all right, yo, <laughs> I'm gonna need everybody to calm down, man. Like, like you just take a chill pill, man. What if they release two versions? You get Cyberpunk 2077 broke version, and then they release like the, the regular version later on. But the catch is with the broke version, it'll never get patched. Whatever, whatever, however it releases, that's what you're stuck with. But that's that's the price you pay for getting it early. Yeah, people were lamenting about, you know, like, I took time off of work to play this game. Like, well, you know, untake it. Right. You can, you can, <laughs> like you can rescind it. your PTO. It has, it's not like it's here yet. <laughs> Christ. No, so, no, Brad. Once you uh, once you apply for your, your PTO, once it gets approved, that's it. You have to use it. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, it, it sucks, but... Hey, you know, what are you going to do, man? Like if, if they, if they, if they put it out, you know, if they work these people around the clock, someone would have leaked that information. They still are they, though. That's the thing. Like they, they're still doing right, like six days. Exactly. Yeah. Six day, uh, six day work weeks until this thing comes out. Exactly. So, you know, you can't be like, oh, these developers, their they're crunch is bad. Crunch is bad. But then they say, all right, Hey, you know, we need a little more time. And then you, you like, pick one, man. 
so and it, so an interesting tidbit apropos of nothing um apparently this delay will take the game out of consideration well obviously it has to because the game awards happened before the game is now scheduled to come out but now it's out of consideration for 20 for the 2020 game awards like it'll yeah. have to wait an entire year to to be put up for that uh, which is clearing the runway for Hades, my man. <laughs> the runway I mean, is clear. I mean, look, it was it it was going to be down to like my I, I have my two right now. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's neck and neck between Hades and Ghost of Tsushima. Right. And Ghost of Tsushima, uh, I mean, it made a it made a tremendous comeback, right? Mm-hmm. Like up the up the the chain of of what could be my game of the year. But um, yeah, man. I, all right. Now, do you think you know? I I don't know if if the gaming community cares about the game awards like other you know mediums care about their big awards. It's it's not know? it's not to that level. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. So, but do you think the that that uh, them coming out being eligible for the game of the year twenty twenty one would like will people remember this? Yes. You think so? Oh, wait, will they remember the delay or will they remember the game a year? No, no, no. Will they remember the game? Oh, yeah. As in, it's, like, it's, it's still going like, to be one of the tentpole experiences, especially of the, of the new console generation, I think. If yeah. it's as good as Witcher. Yeah. One assumes. Yeah. Um, you know what else might be in Game of the Year contention, Micah? Uh, Spider-Man PS5. Combine, it d- depends on how they treat that. Depends on how they treat that. Will they do they do they take Spider-Man PS5 and Miles Morales as one entity, or do they are they forced to be looked at as being split off? Because Jeff Keely has said that his qualifications for game of the year is not a game released in the past year. It's just whatever game was the most impactful game that year, even if it came out like three years ago, it would still be able to be able to win game of the year. Oh. Because it's based so- on what people nominate. That's why Hades. So, that's why Hades has a chance to win this year, even though it technically came out last year. Oh yeah, that's right. It's Dude, still. Like, it's still. It, but this is the year that it really like took took the gaming world by storm. Oh. So okay. All right. So Spider Man. If, if they combine Spider Man PS Five with Spider Man Miles Morales as one entity, that's a contender. I feel like. I. You know what? I'll. I'll take it. That's a contender. Um, it, it game of the year is going to be fun. Last of Us Two is up is up this year, or Last of Us yeah, Last of Us Part Two is up this year. I haven't played that game. I it looks like a perfectly fine game. Everyone who's played it seems to really enjoy the story. They keep talking about the story. The story is great. The story, story, story. Let's not talk about the mediocre stealth mechanics, but the story <laughs> is really good, and that's what we play games for story and fi- um, finally before we move off this topic a percentage chance that cyberpunk actually comes out on december 10th oh <laughs> uh i don't i no no at this point like <laughs> at this point it'll they'll come back and be like hey <laughs> we got a christmas present for you i put i put my i put my odds at a 80 percent chance that cyberpunk comes out on december 10th I I I am going to I am going to say there's a 60% chance that Cyberpunk comes out on December 10th, is it? That's mm-hmm. a Thursday. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh I say they push it back to the 15th. 
How about Weird, that? but okay. Yeah, come out on a come out on a Tuesday, like a normal game. I mean, I would like I would change. argue that Friday is a normal game release day at this point. Yeah, that's what it always should have been. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh yeah, it's my turn. Uh, go to <laughs> vote 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 dot vote Biden Harris dot vote slash dense pixels asks you to vote. When you go to vote, vote, vote dot vote Biden Harris dot vote slash dense pixels asks you to vote, you will not only be helping yourself, you will be helping your fellow human being and uh, trying to pull us out of the muck and mire that we are in right now. Go to vote, vote, vote dot vote Biden Harris dot vote slash dense pixels asks you to vote i'm not even correcting any of that (laughs) and look if you're mad uh that i'm telling you who to vote for uh you know bite yourself and get glad and vote for them because this is this is we, we live in unprecedented times and uh i i just the the experiment was all right you you had your fun right you play you play the joke on all of us. I would like to get back to normal, please. Please. Vote, vote, vote dot vote Biden Harris dot vote slash dense pixels asks you to vote. So there was a big uh kerfluffle last week. Uh Twitch took down a bunch of uh VODs for for several streamers uh without really issue without explaining why. Outside of the fact that it was a DMCA uh, takedown request. So basically what happened is back in June, Twitch got a shitload of DMCA requests uh, for takedowns related to copyrighted music in several Twitch streams. Mostly VOD, video on demand Twitch streams. Streams that people upload to their Twitch channel as opposed to live stream. Because those the live streams only sit up for you know two weeks to a month depending on on your status. Um, so what it's, it's, it's kind of weird what happened here. So typically Twitch works on a three strike system for this stuff. If you get a DMCA takedown, you get strike one. If it happens three times, you get banned. So for this one, because it happened in such a mass situation, nobody actually got a strike on their account. They all got a warning. But the problem is, is that they didn't explain to anyone what content was in the videos that caused it to get taken down? And they just deleted their files off of off of the system. And if you don't back your stuff up, which a lot of people don't, like once you upload it, you just like that's it. It's it's on the server forever. Um it, it that content's gone. Like in, unless you have a copy on your computer somewhere, it's 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 gonna be gone forever. So it pissed off a lot of people. Um and then Twitch says, going forward, clips that are identified as having copyrighted music will be deleted without penalty to help ensure that you do not receive uh, takedown notifications from rights holders. Now, typically with Twitch, when they if, if you have um, copyrighted music in the background of your stream, uh, they will just mute those sections of your stream on playback. But again, that's for something that's streamed on their channel, not stuff that's uploaded after the fact. Um, even games are getting in on this. Like uh, FIFA has a new feature that got added in through an update this week that it has a setting in uh, setting in the settings that you can disable music playback in the background for for the purposes of streaming. Because I know I streamed FIFA before, and you know on the playback, like 
anytime I'm in a menu, there's just nothing going on <laughs> because there's because there's there's music playing in the background uh, in FIFA. Um, so yeah, this was it. It does very much suck that they didn't give people a chance to to at least download the stuff off yeah. the network. Yeah. I just don't, yeah, yeah I, I just don't get why you couldn't give people like a week warning, be like, Hey, take these videos down within, you know, the next three days. Otherwise, you know, or we've disabled, I don't even know if they can do it, but Hey, we've disabled playback on these videos. Please download them if you want to save them. Cause they're getting struck off and, you know, just give them a heads up. That's why people are mad. They were mad cause they, they didn't have any kind of advanced warning on this happening. It just happened out of the blue. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, they're all programmed to just do it right. Like they're not programmed to say, Hey, right. Just to warn you, we're, we're going to take your stuff down. Like, that sucks, man. Now, that being said, it led to the utterance of one of the stupidest things that anybody in the gaming industry has said out loud that I can recall in quite some time, which is amazing considering that how many stupid things have been said in the gaming industry. So there's a gentleman named Alex Hutchinson. Uh, he's the creative director of Typhoon Studios. Uh, which is a studio that was uh, recently acquired by Google to to prop up the Stadia platform, the the the, the robust and and not fledgling uh, Stadia platform right now. And so, uh, basically, Alex Hutchinson comes out on Twitter. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna quote him verbatim as to what he said about this issue. Streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content that they use. Yo, this is the <laughs> stupidest thing I've heard in a very long time, yo. The... Le- <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, there's a, there's a few things to unpack here. Um, they should be more worried about the fact that they're streaming games that they didn't pay for. Yeah, they did. They one either one, they did pay for it and they're Mm -hmm. streaming it or two, the developer and the publisher gave them the games to, to stream for for the purposes of streaming. Right, so that so that they can advertise their game to people, to their followers. You know, like like what what does he think? What does he think is happening? Yo, I, I, <laughs> this, this this is something that the game publishing. In, so so to be clear, he is correct that if if a publisher ever decided to assert a copyright claim against someone streaming their game on Twitch. They would be successful because it's it's they, because they are allowed to determine how their product is is broadcasted. However, there's a reason that the game industry doesn't do this because they understand that streaming is the freest form of advertising that fucking exists in the video really game is, space. Dude. It really is. You see a bunch of people having fun with a game. They're probably going to show more enthusiasm if you gave it to them. Right. And 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 they're having so much fun. And then they tell all their followers, oh, this game is – I follow a few streamers. Mm-hmm. And th- this is the MO, right? A game is coming out. Mm-hmm. They do – they dedicate a ton of coverage 
on that game. And these people are just streamers. They're not journalists. They're not, you know, investigative reporters. They're not going out and talking to developers about this stuff. They are regurgitating the news that you and I already read, right? They just put it on, they just put it on YouTube, right? And they talk about how how excited they are for the game. And lo and behold, uh, a publisher or developer sees this and is like, hey, this part, they see how many followers the person has. And they're like, oh, hey, this person has a ton of followers. Maybe we hook them up with a digital code and, and they can play the game, tell everybody how great it is. And, and, and they'll, they'll keep, they'll, they'll, they'll get people to buy our game. Like, it's not hard, man. It's really not people, people like, Oh, how do these streamers get, get the game a week before I can buy it? Cause they were fucking given it by the, by the publisher because right. their job, because like the publisher gave it to them for free in advance of the release so that they get you hype. Right. Like, that, what, like, that, like that's literally it. Guess what? It literally just happened on the Nerdpocalypse. We were talking about a masturbatory device. <laughs> we were talking about, oh, this looks dumb. Wait a minute. We actually started talking good things about it. The person who uh, uh, is in charge of, of monitoring online presence saw that, heard us, and said, contacted us and say, hey, we want to give you one of these things so you can try it out. And if you like it, Tell people that you like it. Like we weren't angling for this fucking dick blowing machine. <laughs> like, we were just we were just talking about it one time. We were talking about it one time. Said, you know what? This probably ain't that bad. And they gave it to us. And not only that, they gave us a bunch of swag and all this other shit. Like they gave it to us because it's free publicity. Like. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, it amazes me that people who have been on this planet for as long as they have don't know how the world works. I, it, it, again, it, it's, it's one of the dumbest things you could have uttered publicly. And he got <laughs> rightfully piled on for it. Now, for those of you that say that, that, that his name may ring familiar, it didn't ring familiar for me, but it was brought to my attention. Uh, not the first time that Alex Hutchinson has decided to say ridiculously stupid things about video games on the internet. Uh, as it happens, uh, he was he used to work for Ubisoft. Shockingly, this shouldn't oh, surprise okay. anybody. Some, some 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 dummy said something dumb, and he worked for Ubisoft. Right? Wow. <laughs> so uh, apparent. So he was the guy. He was a guy that said uh, in Far Cry 4's co-op mode why there weren't women. Uh, the team didn't have any women on hand to do the reading for the character. That's why there weren't women in the game for Far Cry 4's co-op. Uh, he's also the guy uh, who has one of the more infamous statements in gaming history uh, for Assassin's Creed Unity and the reason why there are no playable women characters in that game because, quote, they were too difficult to animate. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't realize he was the yeah, guy. he was that guy that made that wow. statement for Ubisoft that said, hey, we can't put women in the game. They're too hard to draw. <laughs> what can you do? Oh shit! What can you do? We could draw a man with eighteen layers of clothing on, but mm, can't do the same thing with a woman. Wow! Uh, wow. He he is also somebody who uh, who has said that the the gaming press uh, 
are too quick to forgive Japanese game makers for substandard storytelling in video games. Uh, uh, wow. So, 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 th- so, th- so those are some things that, uh, that, yeah, that, that, that Alex Hutchinson has said in the past. So, uh, you know, really smart guy. So, you know, people were not only piling on him, but also, you know, in this day and age, Talking to his boss, basically like, hey, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, hey, Google, like this is your guy, like this is your creative director, like this is the dude that you're that that's that you're rolling out here doing this, and uh, very quickly, uh, they basically rolled out a statement that said, "quote The recent tweets by Alex Hutchinson, creative director at the Montreal studio of Stadia Games and Entertainment, do not reflect those of Stadia YouTube or Google." Uh, and then Ryan Wyatt, who's in charge of YouTube gaming. Uh, also played out statement says, we believe that publishers and creators have a wonderful symbiotic relationship that has allowed a thriving ecosystem to be created. Uh, one that has mutually benefited everyone. Yeah. See, I think you work for fucking Google, right. like you own YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> like you have a, like, like your company has spent the last two years trying to grow their video game <sighs> streaming platform. <laughs> I'm just. To compete with Twitch, I'm, I, again, I just I don't know. Oh my god! I don't man. know why you'd say such a stupid thing. It's it's I, ridiculous. Uh, I, I think he got a talking to because I can't imagine that this last sentence in his Twitter bio uh, was there before <laughs> October twenty second. In all caps, all opinions are my own. No shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Oh man. So yeah. Wow. Good uh wait I didn't, I didn't know he was the I didn't know he was the women are so weird and different we can't we don't know how they walk. <laughs> we don't know how women walk, so we can't animate them because it's too hard. I didn't know he was that guy. Wow. So finally, uh this this story came across uh my feed a couple of weeks ago. Um apparently cloud gaming could be a huge problem uh as far as climate change goes. Uh, and I don't know why no one thought of this. So there's studies that have been done. Uh, basically if a lot of gaming moves to the cloud, uh, because of the carbon emissions that the, these data centers that are powering this cloud gaming is going to uh, be emitting as a result, uh, it could be incredibly damaging uh, to the environment. Uh, according to the study, even if 30% of gaming transitions to the cloud, uh, that could have a devastating impact uh, on efforts to to fight climate change because of carbon emissions. Um, apparently right now, uh, basically 7% of global network demand, so of all internet demand in the world, uh, 7% of that is made up because of gaming. But currently 95% of that 7% uh, is through game downloads. They're not from streaming. So there's not the back and forth information uh, going on nearly as much, but obviously with all these companies like Microsoft, with Google, with now Amazon, and eventually Sony, we presume, uh, moving more towards the cloud, uh, this could be a major problem. Now, fortunately, uh, and, and especially at 4K, like, like right, you know, they there was a conservative, like that 30% study that I gave you, that was a conservative estimate, uh, focusing mostly on 720p and 1080p, and they said if it's 4K, like, that, that's, that, you're screwed. If, if, if it's if it's predominantly 4K, uh, fortunately, uh, Microsoft has already committed to uh, being 
completely carbon negative uh, by 2030, they have said. Uh, I know Google is working towards that as well. Uh, Sony has said some of the same things too. So it's it seems like game companies are aware. Uh, but I found it interesting because it's it, all this talk about cloud gaming, uh, carbon emissions have never really been part of the equation. And that's kind of yeah. scary considering that we are in a uh, global fight to move things the other direction as far as that goes. Yeah, that's um, – wow. I never – I I never would have, but I get your politics out of my gaming. <laughs> I don't know what your problem is. You've been on look forward too much, man. You've been on look forward too much. How dare you politics. confront me with the truth? <laughs> get these facts the fuck out of here. This is the internet. Uh, thank you, Brad. It's Dense Pixels Post Office time. Um, Cam says, what? was better in the wrestling week. Uh, Le Dinner Debonair with Jericho and MJF on AEW or Sasha versus Bailey's uh, match of the year candidate at Hell in a Cell. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch um, all of Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note, try to factor out the revelations that Jericho donated several thousand dollars to Trump. Look, unless people show me otherwise, I assume all white people uh, <laughs> <laughs> donate to Trump. So, uh, you know, it, it just, it is, it, it, no one, it makes no one a be, lot easier. No one should be surprised about that. Again, Chris Jericho has come out uh, this year as an All Lives Matter uh, yeah. dude, yeah. Uh, which is not, uh, which, which sucks, which sucks. It, it, there's, a, there's a very specific denotation between WWE Chris Jericho and AEW Chris Jericho. Like, basically, like, when he left WWE, because I, I just went back and watched some, like, you just made the list highlights. Yeah. And and he just kind of stopped trying. Like he's just like, yeah, you know what, Dad Bod, we're just gonna make it happen. Uh, <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna grow the long hair, even though it looks like shit now because I'm because I'm in my late forties. Yeah, like I said, the 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 double turn, uh, the real life double turn happening this year with Chris Jericho and Randy Orton has been the the best storytelling of 2020 so far. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> who who would have thunk it? <laughs> like seriously. Uh, the best uh, wrestling thing this week is um, is the whole Roman Reigns story. It's pretty good. Um, the Bailey Sasha match was very good. Uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Not as good, still not as good. Did not quite get to there. Uh, the famous takeover match several years ago. I don't think that match is still up in my personal top five of all time. I think. Gregory says, "Are you going to hold off opening your consoles, uh, your new, gen, your next gen consoles, if Trump wins the election? My house will be would be in mourning. Uh, no, no, because I don't want to blow my brains out. Yeah, uh, that that, need, that, that might that might be how you get over it. Uh, also, yeah. we might not know uh, if the election is decided by that point. Right. Very possibly. Right. So, uh, Amir says, when are we getting that second episode of Beyond the Register? Uh, when we." Uh, when when we all can when we can get uh other GameStop people here. The mm-hmm. problem is, you know, if we didn't live in the times we live in now, we could easily get more people to uh be on these. But not everybody has a podcast set up. Uh this network prides itself on a certain level of quality. Uh you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna have somebody do a podcast with a laptop mic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just is not gonna happen. Uh and we we Jay can barely afford to pay us, so we can we we are not going to 
hand out hundreds of dollars of podcast equipment to people who probably will only do this thing once. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, uh, we do plan on doing it. We just got to get the time. Uh, Leonardo says, has Terrence played the 10 out of 10 star Wars game for VR Vader immortal. Get on it. Terrence. Uh, we'll have to ask him. I don't, I, not, don't th- uh, I don't think he has. Yeah. Terrence is not a star Wars person. Uh, the only reason he started getting into star Wars is because John Boyega was in it. Uh, and he will tell you that he was, he'll, he'll just be like, no, nah, ain't nobody black in it. And then he saw a black guy who wasn't like 70 years old. Uh, and, and that's when he started, uh, Rashawn says with the possibility of there being an Xbox fire stick type device coming out in 2021, does Michael regret ordering the series X now and wasting $500 if this happens? Also, uh, if this does happen, will there ever be a point of buying an Xbox console ever again? Um, what is this fire stick device? I didn't hear anything about it, but it, I mean, logically, that would make sense, like if they came with like something that just does X Cloud, for example. Okay, like I could see that happening. Uh, no, I won't regret it because I care about the environment. Um, <laughs> Tara says, "What do you think of a- of the AOC Trits stream?" Uh, I think we answered that earlier. Yeah. Dara. Did actually um, watch it, unfortunately, but like I said, I, I find, uh, I find I it impressive. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing, but uh, yeah, there are some. There are some. Um, YouTube clips that just have like highlights of her stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she, she's a good person, man. She's a good person, right? Like she's like, I hope I don't get the imposter. And then she gets it like first. And then she's like, Oh, and then she's like, just kind of running. Like, like she's just kind of running around. She would be a terrible murderer. <laughs> like that's how I know this woman <laughs> could never commit a crime ever because she's just very blatant with her. Like, Oh, I'm just walking around following you specifically for no reason. And then just bam, kill somebody and then reports it herself. <laughs> like she doesn't, like she didn't. Well, that, she that's, didn't the, that's the easiest way to dissuade uh, suspicion, Like, <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, look, a spouse dies is always the first one they look at is the other spouse. True. I've watched every episode <laughs> of Law and Order multiple times to know that that's right. an absolute fact. So. <laughs> Uh, Rashawn says, are you getting colored uh, plates for the PS5 since they're $39.99 from third-party sites right now and a matte black finish would look amazing? Um, I prefer uh, getting uh, African-American plates, not colored. (laughs) We don't use that type of terminology anymore. Yeah, apparently there's a website called platestation.com that is already manufacturing uh, replacement like of the side plates for the system that are apparently very easy to install. I don't want an official one. Yeah. If I do, I, I, it's just how I am. I, I don't, I don't like third party hardware. Um, I'll get it if I like have to, but mm. I, I don't prefer it. See my, my thing is so like in my office, my, I have like a little mini shelf that sits below my desk where uh, the PlayStation is going to sit. So I'm not going to see the fucking thing anyway. So there's really no sense in dressing it up if you're not gonna if you're not gonna be looking at it all the time. Now if you have an entertainment center and that thing is gonna look gaudy as hell, because look, I I saw some of the pictures uh, that came out from Vice today. I think Patrick Klepek 
uh, had it on his entertainment center. And that thing looks like it sticks out like a sore fucking thumb. I got to tell you <laughs> up or down. It doesn't matter. Any, any, any way you put it up, it's, it's like 15 inches tall and tall as shit. Cause media started unboxing it. And, and on its side, someone said it looks like a fucked up clam. Like when it's, when it's, <laughs> when it's sitting sideways. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I feel like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I don't need <laughs> People are like, oh, look at the design. Look at the design. Like, I don't, I'm sure there's a reason why it looks like that. Oh, like, it's it's a uh, very interesting design. But, yeah. you know, it's, I, and it's, it's great if your entertainment center isn't like, doesn't have a, doesn't have a theme or doesn't have a, a consistency to it. Yeah. And then that's like throwing like a bomb, like a grenade, like right in the middle of that fucking <laughs> thing. It's just like, whoa, like this looks like nothing that I fucking have here right now. Yeah, man. Like I, my office is like a hodgepodge right now, mm-hmm. but even still, like it's going to be, it's going to be noticeable. I like my consoles to be like boxes, right? Like I just, I, I just want, I just want a box, a rectangle or a square of some sort, maybe even a rhombus like, like that, <laughs> maybe even a rhombus, but I don't need uh, I don't need too many curves. I don't need uh, popped collars. I, you know. Uh, anyway, I won't be looking at it, but the mo- the monitor will be in the way, and then I can just look at the television. Uh, will says, "Can we possibly get the TMP crew to one day do a stream of you all playing Among Us? I think it would be hilarious. Uh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, requires us to all play on PC, though." Yeah, and my PC is um kind of on its last legs. I mean, I'm sure it'll run among us, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Maybe that would be fun. Uh, Brandon says most annoying or frustrating Hades enemy. Uh, mine would be the giant butterfly ball. Uh, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, you know, it's just sitting there taking up space, throwing those stupid butterflies at you. And um, while I'm zipping around trying to fight, you know, other stuff, I I don't like the shielded the uh, the shield men. the shielded Elysium dudes are the worst. They they are yeah. hand, they are hands down the worst. And and the 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 rage of seeing them in Elysium can only be surpassed by the rage of seeing them pop up during the Hades fight at the end when he summons like random <laughs> random enemies to 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 get in your way. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. Uh, close second are the red skeletons in Asphodel that throw sonic boobs at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those shield dudes, man. Those shield dudes get on my damn nerves. Like I, yeah, they're pain. Uh, and Stuart says, uh, is Drew McIntyre losing the universal championship? Spoiler alert. No, I'm just playing. Is, uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre losing the universal championship? Uh, the greatest instance of discrimination in <laughs> WWE history or what? What the fuck is your problem, McMahon? McMahon? Um, uh, I think they're doing it, one, because um, I think it's champion versus champion next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, and they, don't want, they don't want Drew to lose to, to Roman, and they're not going to have Roman lose. Oh, Roman. God, no. Yeah, you don't, you don't want that to be. I mean, I know they ran that match at WrestleMania two WrestleManias ago, but now that you have built both guys up the way you built them up like that that that's a you, you want that to be like a wrestlemania match yeah again you want people you want people in front of that right in front of that and um and honestly i i kind of think you want people to be in front of of uh drew getting it back 
Well, and I I had heard that they because of COVID, like they were bummed that they wanted to give not because he's a good guy, but because he's a guy they see pushing as like a big you know ten pole star. They wanted him to really have the WrestleMania moment, not the COVID tempered WrestleMania moment. Um, yeah. so you can't you know him defending the title at WrestleMania doesn't get you that he has to win the title at WrestleMania yeah. and have and have the journey to come from behind. Um, thing plus you're not going to dime Randy Orton out three times in a row on no. on pay per view like that, especially with as strong as his uh, summer was with you know him turning heel on Edge and and playing that that role very well. Um, you were never going to do that either, and and they're already going to do interesting stuff like there. It looks like Randy Orton's next feud might be with Bray Wyatt, so they can call back to that whole um their whole feud in the past, which they've already kind of laid the seeds for and McIntyre can do some other things. Plus maybe Miz now cashes in on Randy Orton, which would have some nice, you know, uh, poetry <laughs> to it. Right. If you were to be successful, <laughs> um, you, you've opened up a lot of options. Yeah. Now. This does not, this is not a bad thing. This is uh they're, they're not, uh, they're looking out for Drew. Uh, I think I wouldn't be um, shy. I mean, with, and again, with him losing now, like we talked a couple weeks ago about our early, Royal Rumble predictions. He's he's now got to be your top choice to to win the Royal yeah. Rumble. Yeah, and 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 honestly, it, 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 maybe he's the guy that knocks off Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Like maybe he wins the Rumble and he's like, ah, he's like, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna go after Roman yeah. Reigns and get the and, and <laughs> yeah. get the world title. So yeah, and like you said, <laughs> you need you, that's a big match, man. You're not. Mm-hmm. I know Survivor Series is like one of the big four, but it's the last of the big four. And quite frankly, money in the bank is kind of creeping. Well, and as, well, especially with with what Survivor Series has become, it's almost like an exhibition pay per view because there's no right. real stakes. Like you're just like, like, oh, it's cross brand, and this is right. the only time of year you see this, except for all the other times of year that we do it. You know, what I mean? right? It's, right. Oh. Hey, congratulations! You've just been drafted <laughs> from Raw to SmackDown. Now pledge your fealty to us like nah you know like wh- who cares <laughs> just because you give me a just because you give me a red shirt now i'm just your i'm your i'm i'm, I'm fighting i'm fighting and, and possibly getting injured for you get out of here yeah and and not, again not to say that it's not gonna lead to good matches like that new day street profits match is gonna be fucking fire that they sure. that they have there um but just like you said the stakes are, are very low at survivor yeah. series so nowadays um, thank you guys for submitting questions to the post office. Again, you can go to densepixels.com slash fans, join our Facebook group and submit questions that we will answer every week on the show. Uh, it is coming down to the wire, uh, for extra life. Uh, Carrie is still running her, running her promotion. I think she's very close to her goal. Uh, go to the, uh, densepixels.com page for this episode. You can get a link right to it. She's also posting the link in the fan group as well. Uh, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Subscribe there as well. And then follow us all on Twitch, those of us that use it anyway. Uh, I am densepixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition410. And Carrie is up. It's Carrie. Uh, you can expect me to be streaming Hades, uh, Risk of Rain 2, and Dead Cells. Uh, probably up until Assassin's Creed comes out uh, when we get the PS5. And uh, as far as like PS5 and Xbox Series X coverage, uh, I don't know. We It's kind of hard for us to do anything special because we can't get together, uh, it, which is a damn shame because like the PS4 uh, Xbox One video that we did uh, back in the in the palatial 
uh, studio ground floor uh, uh, studios back in the day, uh, was filmed on a potato camera, which sucked. <laughs> and we have much nicer technology now and a lot more know-how <laughs> in terms of like video editing. Um, but we'll see. Uh, if you guys would be interested in seeing anything, let us know some content you might be interested in seeing. Uh, just know that I'm only getting a PS5. Mike is getting both. So if you want to see comparisons, uh, Mike would be the guy to turn to. But who knows? We'll see what we can put together. Uh, yeah. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See ya. <laughs>